What's going on, people? It's episode 15 of A Need to Read, so welcome. I hope you enjoyed the podcast that I did with James earlier this week. Um, it's quite nice to have a chat with other people, like I've said previously, uh, but I'm back here on my own today to discuss with you the book Vagabonding. Now, before I get into that, um, just a quick sort of bits of housekeeping. I've got an email list. I'm sending an email out once a week at the moment. You can sign up to that uh, through the link on the bio on the Instagram, which is at a need to read, um, or the Facebook, which is also at a need to read. Sign up to emails there. I'm also going to get a website put together and I'm going to start writing um, there because that's something that I want to quite get into. Uh, so when I do, I'll let you know where that is. Um, as in, it's going to be on the internet. Uh, but I'll let you know when that's up. So Vagabonding is a book by a man called Rolf Potts. Now, the term vagabonding, if we're going to go by the dictionary, it's a person who wanders from place to place uh, without a home or a job. Now, I mean, you could say that means homeless or jobless. But we can look at it in a different way. It means someone that travels, someone with wanderlust, and someone that goes from place to place. And essentially just lives in the present and, and is happy where they are at that particular time. The reason that I've read this book this week is because Tim Ferriss said it was the inspiration um, behind his best-selling book, The 4-Hour Workweek. Um, I did discuss that, James said in the episode, that that was one of the biggest sort of inspirations um, in the way that he lives his life and it's a book that he would recommend to a lot of people so if you haven't read um, the four hour work week i've read it myself it was a good book i would definitely recommend doing so but moving on to vagabonding of course that's what we're here to talk about today this book's quite short and it's nicely written in terms of there's lots of different quotes that he pulls from different authors that he chucks into the book and it's essentially a guide to those that feel an urge to travel personally i've always had an urge to travel i love going to new places i don't necessarily like meeting new people because i'm a bit of an introvert but i can i can handle that sometimes um but i only have about three or four hours of that in me each day and then i kind of want to recluse um when especially when it's in big groups but traveling is something that's definitely helped shape my life and it's something that i'm going to continue to do uh hopefully forever really uh until i get bored of it because the only pressure is societal pressure to either get married or have a kid or buy a house. I don't really feel like at the moment I'm subscribing to that. That might change, um, but that's that's a story for another time. Now, obviously, when you want to go traveling, before I went traveling, just to sort of tell you my story, it's something that I wanted to do for a while, and I booked a one-way flight to Australia in 2018. I didn't end up get, getting on that flight because... I was worried about what people at work would think or how I was going to cope when I was abroad. And essentially, I bottled it because I was a bit scared of making a sort of a, a big move to someone else. Even though Australia is a place, it's a Western culture, so it's pretty much the same culture as I've grown up in. Down in Bournemouth, we're like relatively sort of like seaside. Well, I say relatively seaside. We, we are a seaside town. And I wasn't going to move to Australia to live somewhere that wasn't by the sea because I like being in the water and I like being close, being able to go to the beach. So culturally, it wouldn't be that different. Um, I mean, albeit that Australia does lack culture. Oh, just joking, anyone that's listening in Australia. Um, 
but you haven't quite got the same culture that we do in England and you definitely haven't quite got the chat but you'll get there I'm sure like, I've, I've got faith in you guys I've only met nice Australians um, but you do have somewhat of a reputation of having shit chat and I think that might be why sort of British people go over to Australia and do so well uh, but that is what we call digressing uh, so let's talk about making a decision to move away or to go traveling he covers this in the book and he essentially he covers everything for you it's like a blueprint um from when you're sat at home and you get the itch to go traveling to when you're actually traveling how to stay safe uh how to conduct yourself whilst you're abroad of course being yourself but there's other things in which you have to take into consideration in terms of the culture uh, which you're traveling to of the place that you're traveling to and any sort of societal norms that we should adhere to out of respect for people's culture and that is a, a big thing in the book that i'll come to in a moment for you but let's let's start off where everyone starts and that is in their hometown where they grew up now fortune favors the bold that's a quote from tim ferris of course who says this book was his biggest inspiration i think it takes a certain person to just up sticks and go and travel and have the curiosity to go to new places try new things meet new people there is a sense of curiosity a sense of like an urge to get out there and i think that's one of the coolest traits someone can have because they're open-minded and that's a really important thing. Now, when you're at home and you're in a certain job, there's a couple of things you need to take into consideration. This is going to be a bit of a harsh truth, right? Now, whatever job you do, the company doesn't rely on you. Your colleagues don't rely on you. And ultimately, we are all replaceable in our job roles. So please don't think so much of yourself that you're going to be letting people down by going away in life the most important thing to do is what you want as long as you're not hurting other people but don't take that in consideration when you're thinking about upsetting people if you're caring for someone that's a sick member of your family and they're reliant on you that might be a time when you're hurting someone by leaving but if you're just not leaving because you're doing a certain job role yeah, it's probably a poor excuse and you might want to have a look into the real reasons why you don't want to go. And if you're thinking about quitting your job at the moment to go travelling because you've got the itch because you haven't been allowed to with the whole pandemic, I'm going to just drop a little knowledge bomb on you. Quitting is not giving up, it's moving on. Now take that from me, I've quit loads of things. In fact, that's the, the one thing that I'd say has been pretty consistent in my life is that I've quit things. Or to rephrase that, is that I've just moved on from things. I've realised what I don't like doing and I'm like, right, well, I'll just move on from that. Now, there was a stage in my life where I was like, oh my God, I'm a quitter. I'm this, I'm that. And I was really harsh on myself, but I managed to reframe that in my mind. And hopefully, if you're stuck in a, in a phrase of thinking that you're a quitter, you're not. You're just moving on and... That's all we can do in life. Another nice knowledge bomb is a quote that's in this book. And it's especially focused around sort of careers and work and jobs. Uh, 
is that people are too focused on doing well but not living well and i think what he means by that when he says that in the book is that people are so focused on reaching for success by what society has told them success is or just sticking to something because they feel like that like their job is their identity and, and if they earn two three four five six seven forty grand a month that is success and living isn't about how much money you've got of course money creates freedom but it's financial freedom and paradoxically it also ties you to places because you feel like you might not get that elsewhere so you stay in that particular job it's something to think about what's setting you free could be the very thing that is keeping you captive that isn't even in the book that's just come straight from my mind so you're welcome for that one the other parts of the book that he goes into of course that's about jobs i've spoken a bit too long about jobs for my liking but that's what this podcast is about it's about my thoughts about the book when you're abroad he talks about a lot of like tips and tricks um to sort of help you get by places you might want to visit ideas from other travelers that he's spoken to and they get their own sort of segment in the book uh which is really nice to get a different perspective albeit that they're all pretty similar but he hasn't just said right my way or the highway i'm going to bring in some other people almost like social proof um just to also kind of convince you that travel is nothing but a positive thing that someone can do with their life now of course it isn't for everyone so i'm just going to say now with this book of course if you don't feel like you want to travel and you're quite happy where you are or where you live or in in the country that you live in then this book isn't going to be for you but if you've ever had an urge to get out of the country not in terms of like an escapism but to broaden your horizons and expand your mind then this book is for you it's not a five-star best book i'm going to recommend it to everyone there's a certain type of person that might need to read this book if you love traveling you might already know quite a lot that's going on here but there will be some particular points that you'll be able to take from it that'll benefit you sort of long term but if you've just got the urge to travel you haven't really done it and you're kind of teetering on the fence then that's when this book's going to be really beneficial for you a couple of the key points uh that he talks about whilst you're away now whilst you're away be open-minded i've already sort of touched on that but the buddha says we see as we are so if whilst you're away you're suspicious of the locals you don't trust anyone people aren't going to trust you because it's going to come across your energy is going to seem a bit off for that person they're going to see you as someone that's acting relatively suspicious or shy not necessarily shy because i don't think there's anything wrong with being shy um but it's, it's a case that you can't go around thinking everyone's going to try and rob you because you've heard a story from your mum's brother's aunt's granddaughter's boyfriend got his wallet stolen in Bali. I mean, this happens. I get a notification from Monzo pretty much every week saying that someone's trying to take cash out of a cash machine with my card. I've even cancelled the card, but they're still trying it. And like these things happen, but that wasn't stolen from me. Like, I left that card, I'm pretty sure, in a card machine uh, in Uluwatu. Now, it's we're three months down the line from when I was there. Someone's still trying it. 
and I don't think that person's a bad person. I'm not going to judge them for it because, you know what, if I lived the way that some of the local people in Bali live, if I found a little pink card, I'd try to get as much cash out of it as, as, like, as I could. And if they took 100 quid, I mean, I'm not saying that I've got loads of money because I really haven't, but, like, 100 quid for them is going to be great. For me, what is it? Like, realistically, living in sort of Western culture is not something that I couldn't acquire through, like, a day's work. Um, whereas for them, that could be a month's work or a week's work. I don't actually know how much they get paid. Um, but it's that kind of attitude I think I've, I've only adopted through travel and through seeing people going through hardship. And it's very easy for us sort of westernized culture to not really respect the actual struggle that people go through in the world. Um, so make sure, of course, when, when you're there, what he's saying, uh, just to summarize that elongated point and a bit of waffle, it's just be open-minded, be nice to people. When you're in hostels, don't just stick to the English people. Do make sure you're sort of speaking to people from different countries, and and when you see the locals, like be nice to them, have have like good chats with them, because some of the best conversations you'll have is from people that you're completely different to. Now, granted, there is times when that's not going to be the case. When I was in Australia, I tried to do this via Tinder or Hinge or whatever it was went on a date with a girl from Sweden, ended up spending the whole date sort of discussing why England and Sweden are different. Didn't really get to know her at all. My chat's so shit that I just started talking about Ikea because that's all I know about Sweden. That and Slatan Ibrahimovic. So make sure that you've got a better chat than me when you're speaking to people from different countries. That's uh, that's my point on top of his point. Don't get too clicky. Don't just hang out with English people or Australians or wherever you're from. Um, make sure that you do branch out. You've also got to make sure that you don't take yourself too seriously because a lot of cultures, they don't get to experience um, a lot of people from the Western world. And they find it funny and they're not laughing at you for a particular thing, um, for you trying to say one of their words because they're being sort of malicious or nasty. They're laughing because like they're just happy, they're happy people. Like when I was in Bali the last time, when I was getting my moped and I was getting a helmet, the only helmet they had left was this tiny little child's helmet with, it was pink and it had princesses on. And look, your boy's got a small head. It fit me perfectly. So my safety was taken care of with this helmet. Granted, I looked like a bit of a knob because I had a pink helmet on with princesses on and that's not what you'd expect um, a bloke to be wearing. And I mean, each their own. I wouldn't have chosen it if I had the choice, but it was the only sort of option they had for me. But the best thing about it, I think it made like six or seven people's days. Um, just to give a little shout out there opposite free uh, f-r-i-i in bali go get your bike from there um if you're going to go out there uh, or get the pink helmet that i'm talking about now but yeah don't take yourself too seriously learn to laugh at yourself when the locals are having a joke with you don't feel like you're hostile like i said before make sure that you can be chilled about it and just take the piss out of yourself because life's too short to take yourself too seriously that brings me on to the next point that he was talking about is don't lose your temper at locals. Always be empathetic. If they're trying to barter with you a bit too hard, think about why they're trying to do that. That they're not just trying to rip you off, they're trying to feed their families. They 
what you earn in a day back home it will take him a week to make if not a month so like don't just try and buy everything for 30p like i know sometimes we need to go out on the stinge and make sure you've got beer money or money to go and see something but he says just don't barter too hard for them obviously they're more ex- experienced in bartering than you but there's no excuse for you to be a knob so be respectful which brings me on to the next point now just a side note this isn't obviously how i'm sort of normally reviewing books but this book's got quite a lot of um messages in it about how to travel so i'm just bringing you your attention to a couple of the ones that stood out to me um that i can sort of relate to from my experiences um when i've been abroad culture respecting people's culture is the most important thing you can do and he goes into this quite a lot in the book and he's obviously a really like super well-traveled guy um let's say for example you're in quite a conservative place and they don't like seeing too much sort of flesh or something like that now let's put our egos to the side here and what he's trying to say is just cover up when it's appropriate to don't feel like someone's trying to suppress your freedom of expression um it does make people in other cultures quite shy if you walk in i'm I'm using bali as an example because that's the place i've been to the most and it's probably one of my favorite countries in the world but if you go into one of the shops there if i walked in in my budgie smugglers the poor sort of shopkeeper she'll probably feel pretty awkward and I mean, personally, I don't want to put people in an awkward situation. I don't really feel like you should too. I can't tell you how to live your life, but a book can, uh, especially if you've bought it, then they deserve to tell you how to live your life, and that's what it says in the book. Partying when you're away, when you're traveling, of course it's important you get to meet new people. He goes into this quite a bit. There's a couple key points here. Meeting new people is really, really, really easy when you're in a hostel. If you're open-minded personally as an introvert there have been times when i've stayed in hostels and i've been pretty closed off and probably come across as a bit grumpy uh but it's nice to meet the new people if you put your energy out there without getting all hippy dippy there'll be someone in that hostel that will attract to that and you'll get on with them and you might just make a mate for life some of the best people I've met have come from meeting them in hostels and it's simple as starting a conversation even maybe I've got rubbish chat obviously as we know um, butting into a conversation with a point that you think might be quite profound um, but yeah I've met some of my best mates abroad so that's why I'm so sort of keen to get everyone out of the country uh, that they were born in out of their comfort zone a little bit when you're partying when you're abroad without sounding like your mum or your dad or your parent or your guardian drugs the d word be careful i spoke to people when i was in australia uh i think it was in melbourne particularly where they'd gone to take mdma and they were pretty sure that it was meth no one wants to go go home a meth head i'm pretty sure be vigilant because let's say that happens in western culture in australia what could happen when you're in like Southeast Asia or something like that where things aren't as strict? I know there's quite strict drug laws um, in those countries in terms of like prison sentences, but I feel like that 
only encourages the darker side of of that business so meet new people be open and when you're going out and getting boozy just be careful what you stick up your nose or down your throat or whatever i'm not condoning it i'm not encouraging it i'm just saying be careful if you're that way inclined now that's actually 20 minutes. I'm, I'm surprised i've got 20 minutes out of that um to be fair i i didn't think that i was going to waffle either side of the points that i'd put um written down so much i'm conscious that those who want to travel are wary of doing so now some cultures in the world encourage it even the most the like strictest cultures out there like amish uh, in america they have something called a rum springer now at 16 i believe it is the amish are sent off into the normal world so they can go and drink they can do drugs they can use electronics for the first time ever and then they're encouraged either to come back or they're just shunned from the community now let's face it i don't know if any amish people are going to be listening to this because obviously this is on the internet so they're not going to be able to listen to it but let's face it your culture your friends your family they're not going to shun you if you go away for a couple of years and you come back if anything it'll make them appreciate you a bit more or it'll make you appreciate them a bit more my relationship with my family's got way better since i've been away um and then come back and i'm sure next time i go away and come back it will improve even more so let's let's call it a day there all right buy the book or read the book or listen to the book it's your prerogative however you consume this if you have an itch to travel if you have any inkling of like mm, yeah i kind of wouldn't mind going and experiencing a different culture or living in a different country for a while there is a lot to be seen out there in the world and we only get a certain amount of time on this earth you could get hit by a bus tomorrow and die or let's not say tomorrow let's not make it that queen let's say it's next year that you get hit by a bus are you going to whatever happens if there's an afterlife if there's not are you gonna be like oh bollocks i'm dead before i went traveling if the answer is yes read this book it will be the blueprint for you to set yourself sort of free from the life that you've been living for a while if I feel like I get really deep when I start talking about traveling and I feel like one of those really cliche guys who's just gone and done a yoga course, which I haven't done, by the way. Um, and then I've come home with a crystal necklace or something, which, again, I haven't done. But look, I'm not... Never say never. Obviously, crystals have their healing benefits backed by science, everyone. We all know that. Obviously, I'm joking. But yeah, so buy the book if you feel like you want to go traveling. If you don't feel ready to buy the book, you don't feel ready to commit your hard-earned £8 or whatever it costs for this book, have a look at the website. If you just type Vagabonding and Rolf into Google, the website will come up for it. And I think he's got a blog on there. I know he's got a blog on there because I've already seen it. Um, I don't know why I said think there. It's just something that I do uh, when I doubt my mind. Um, you can see all the sort of blogs on there. It might even mean that you don't have to read the book you might be happy with what you've read there 
Going into the final part of the podcast, of course, we're Stoic Thought of the Week. And I've been talking about Diren on the Diren Cartel show. If you haven't checked that out, um, I was a guest on there this week. So please do so. I was talking about man's search for meaning and the Stoic Thought of the Week. And I just want to drum this into people is that we cannot control what happens to us, but we can control how we feel about it. It's difficult. It's a hard concept to grasp. But once you really start thinking about that every day, when something bad happens, like, right, well, I I can't go back and change that, but I, I can try and be positive about it. I'm not saying positive, think yourself out of a bad situation, but you can change your attitude and it is possible. That's it for me for today. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Uh, I know this episode won't have been for everyone, so if you've come this far, thank you very much for doing so. Um, Don't add this to your reading list if you just want to stay in the country that you were born in or live in or you just like going on normal holidays um, to the sort of all-inclusive resorts. That's absolutely fine. It's your prerogative. I'm not here to judge you. Um, But if you you feel like you want to see different cultures, experience different things and travel as opposed to sort of being a tourist then of course this book's for you which i've said about seven times during this podcast a little bit of housekeeping of course you can find me on instagram at a need to read if you listen to this podcast for the first time second time 15th time and you haven't subscribed or liked please do that um reviews if you're on apple podcast just drop us a review if you like the podcast that'll be great i'll be so grateful for that and yeah facebook and instagram at i need to read and that email list one last time if you click on the link on either of those sign up to my emails if you don't like it you can unsubscribe after the first one don't feel the need to tell me I can see who's unsubscribed on my app that I've got for it. So the next episode is going to be with Siobhan O'Hagan and that is being recorded on Tuesday. I'll get that out for you at some point this week. And then next weekend will, of course, be my next book review. So keep your ears and your eyes peeled for that. Um, Any support on the socials is much appreciated. So take it easy, everyone. Have a good week. Stay blessed. Travel or don't. It's your prerogative. This book might help you.